Yo, today is December the 13th, 2019. My mic is uh, not adjusted properly. And uh, this is the Robert Rambles podcast. Uh, coming at you right when a man on his... I thought it was a motorcycle, but I think he... Okay, so I have a neighbor who has a very loud Mustang. And what he seems to like to do... See, when I leave to do something... I get in my car, I turn it on, I put that baby in reverse, and and then I go. But this guy, he turns on his Mustang, and he just sits there forever, revs it a few times, and then eventually, he puts in a reverse and uh, and leaves. All very loud, all 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 very uh, all very loudly. He, he does this, and it's very annoying, and he uh, decided to do it right when I started my podcast, um, which is not his fault. I should have told all my neighbors that I'm recording a podcast, please keep it down. Um, I actually have a screaming, um, I, I, have, I have a neighbor who has a child that screams nonstop, and uh, outside, inside, this child is uh, a menace, and... Um, so that's fun too. But uh, enough of all that. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Uh, I've never done a back-to-back days. This is uh, this is me trying to figure out uh, a way to uh, uh, how often I should record. And I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna try to do two days a week. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, are you leaving? Oh, finally. You turned your car on an hour ago. Anyways, so, okay, it's, it's nice and quiet now. That's awesome. But, yeah, I, I have a late call time today, so I figured I, uh, I, I record a little bit uh, before I go. Um, in the meantime, I've been, uh, what, I've, what, I've, what have I been up to? Um, other than that... I've been uh, just stressing over um, a pilot that I'm writing. Ugh, I hated saying that. Ugh. I'm writing a pilot. Yeah. So I'm writing a pilot, and it's going to change television history. Don't you want to hear about my pilot? Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. And it's uh, I'm not going to talk about the pilot. Like, who cares? But it's it's the stress that you put yourself through just unnecessary stress like I was writing last night and I don't know other writers out there who if you've had like a really long writing session and you just feel like your brain is fried and then you start your fingers are just typing away like it's it's like the complete opposite of writer's block your fingers are just typing away and they're they're going so fast that you start to question, like, am I just writing fluff? Is this is this going to be good? Um, in, in that moment, it feels good, but you realize, you become self-aware that, wow, I'm really tired, and I'm just typing, and I don't even know what's happening anymore, and is this even good? So I'm kind of scared to read what I wrote last night, um, but it's coming along. It's coming along, and it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you especially you know when you're writing your first draft you have to just 
you, you know, you can't stop yourself. You, you can't, you know, a problem that I deal with is like when you start writing your first draft, you're trying to write your final draft and you just can't do that. You have to just take a breath, realize, hey, there might be a lot of problems here. You did, you tried really hard to fix them before you passed it on to someone to read, to give you notes. You tried your best to, to find all the problems yourself and to make it a smooth read and a good story. But at the, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a first draft. And that's something that I've, um, that I've definitely learned to deal with. And uh, so at, anytime I get stressed and I'm like, oh, shit, like, oh, this is going to suck. I think, no, it's cool. It's the first draft. Of course it's going to suck. I mean, it might be okay, but this is this is going to be uh, a journey to get to that to get to that finalist of drafts. Um is going to be a long ass journey, so stop trying to write stop trying to trying to make this like gold from the beginning. Um so that's uh that's something I've been trying to teach myself, trying to trying to keep myself focused on that and uh you know, self-motivation. Um, self-motivation crap. You know, a lot of people get motivation from a lot of things. Quotes on the internet. Sometimes that helps me. Not every quote does it. I think I quoted, I think I quoted a quote yesterday that kind of touched me. But um, usually they don't. It has. To, usually it's like a really. I'm. A, I don't know what the fuck am I talking about. Like if a quote hits you in the right place, it hits you in the right place. Um. Yeah, I uh, I don't really. I'm trying to think of things that like really influence me. Uh, I'd say art really influences me. Films do. Um, music definitely. Usually scores. Um, m- like movie scores, video game scores, um, things like that. Oh, a shout out to uh, my boy uh, Gordy, who was the composer for Jedi Fallen Order. This guy is killing it he is killing it in the composer uh video game game uh this guy is i don't know in my opinion you know i understand you know john williams is only getting older and he is the guy he's the closest guy that i can think of to taking over for john john williams you know john williams is a beast of his own one of a kind but I, if we had a if we had to find a replacement, um, definitely, it's definitely this guy. So sorry, random shout out to my buddy Gordy. He also did um, Star Wars Battlefront two. I want to say, am I getting this right? Am I just am I just listing off a resume that he doesn't have? Uh, no, yeah, he did. Yeah, there it is. Um, Star Wars Battlefront two. So this guy is just killing it in the Star Wars uh, video game game. And uh, so shout out to him. But um, other than that, uh, that's kind of things that influence me. Just uh, scores, things like that. I don't really get influenced by, uh, ironically, influencers. Um, You know, a lot of people do, and that's awesome. Uh, I'd say maybe sometimes like the fitness ones make me feel like I need to get off my ass and uh, start working out. But... I don't know, kind of like the online life coaching video kind of movement of, you know, learning to be a better person. It, it always comes off a little bit, I don't know, fake to me. I, I think that's why 
certain like YouTubers and stuff that I really enjoy, um, I I I notice I gravitate towards just really genuine, um, genuine kind of YouTubers where I feel like they're not they're not pretending to be anything they're not, and they're just it's just them. And sometimes you agree with them, sometimes you don't, and that's what I really love. But um, it's it's kind of the the overly bubbly positive ones. Um, I don't really enjoy and, and not because like, it's like, Oh, positivity, like get that away from me. Uh, it's more of just, you know, we're all human and it just doesn't feel, just doesn't feel genuine to me at times. Um, like there was a YouTuber I used to watch uh, a lot. Um, he was a vlogger and he started off, I don't want to like name drop or anything. Um, but he started off as just kind of this guy in this small town in the middle of nowhere just like vlogging and this was like back in the day when uh when vlogging was like brand spanking new so he got on this train right at the start and blew up he absolutely blew up and he he became one of the biggest vloggers uh, of youtube and i noticed a change in him uh it started off like like at first it really felt like it was just a window into his life and that was really interesting to me and and it could have you know he could have been talking about anything like his truck broke down or something oh i gotta get that fixed oh i gotta drive over here and even though that sounds really like sounds boring when when you kind of like pitch it, it, it there's something about seeing a real kind of look into someone else's life a real look and uh i think that's what i really enjoyed about it but then as he started, you know, getting more popular and more successful, which I don't fault at all, uh, I think that's great and he definitely deserved it, um, I noticed a bit of a change of, it, it went from like, oh, hey, hey guys, what's going on? Um, yeah, another beautiful day, blah, blah, blah. And then it went from like, hey guys, what's going on? Another beautiful day and blah, blah, blah. And it became... It kind of like TV hosty, and and uh, I I hate to use the term because it's so it's such a generalization, but kind of YouTube if if you get if you understand where I'm coming from, and uh, I started getting turned off by it. And I started watching his videos less and less, and uh, yeah, I, I noted, and it was then that I kind of felt like okay, this is this is you know that that kind of style of YouTube isn't for me. Um, I just I just can't get into that. Um, I, I'd rather like there's um there's a a YouTuber that I started I've been like watching a few of his videos um but not like not I'm trying to look I I've I've watched so little of him that I don't even know his like name but I want to say oh his name is like Penguin Zero um I I've only watched again like maybe three or four videos total of his but I feel like I'm going to be watching a lot more because this is a guy who is just you can tell he is just being himself um he's not really silly or anything he's just I'm talking on a mic and that's what I'm doing I'm not performing for you um this is I feel that if I met this guy in person he would be exactly like he's portraying himself um on his channel but of course who knows? A anyone could be playing a character, right? Um, 
uh, yeah, it, it's it's really hard to kind of like find. I I think as a if you're looking to start a YouTube channel, I feel like it's really hard to in the beginning, of course, to find your audience because I never like strive to be a YouTuber, but I like posting videos, you know, and and it's not consistently. It's just kind of like if I have a weird idea, I I post it on there, mostly for my own entertainment because there there's a fun process to it, the filming of it, even the editing of it. I I love like playing around and editing. And then the honestly the worst part of it is having to upload it to YouTube. And, uh, <laughs> you know, writing a description and writing all the tags and it's like, it, it starts to feel more like work and, and not play, but, but that's what it is for all, all you know, all of these YouTubers. It, it is, you know, it's play, but it's also work. So I, I've been learning lately that, uh, like I've been learning what kind of audience I'm kind of going for. Uh, because I started doing, I started doing these, um, these videos, um, it kind of started for myself, and I did a few of them, well, okay, so there's a, there's a trailer reaction community, right, where people just, a brand new trailer comes out, and then they watch it, and you're seeing their first reactions, um, it's really hard to, when I watch them, because I've watched a few of them, um, I, I can't say that I'm, like, a subscriber to this genre, but, the ones that I've seen, it's kind of hard to dictate whether it's genuine or not, right? Because they know they're on camera. One, the question is, are is it really their first, excuse me, is it really their first reaction? Um, that's the question. I think most of them it is. I, I would like to believe it's their real reaction. Um, mostly because they want to get this video out immediately when the trailer drops. So they don't, I don't think they'd want to waste time watching it first and then reacting to it. So I, I, I do believe it's their first reaction. But secondly, I don't know if they're playing to camera. Um, if something exciting in the trailer happens, are you are you screaming because you know you're on camera? Or is that is that actually how you are when you watch movie trailers, like by yourself? Because when I watch a movie trailer by myself, even if it really moves me, I, I don't think I really make any noise or anything. I think I'm just like... I don't know if, if, if I say anything, it's going to be like, Oh, Oh, something like that. Um, so it's kind of hard to, to figure out if it's, if it, if it's actually genuine, you know, there's a guy who gets a lot of shit, um, for watching the star Wars trailers. Um, it's uh, you've probably seen him. He's a guy that really balls his eyes out. Um, like cries hysterically, um, at, at every star Wars trailer. And, at first, when he when he first got onto the scene, I a lot of people were giving him shit, kind of you know calling him a loser because he likes Star Wars so much. And it's like, dude, get the fuck over it. Like, I don't know. This is like we're we're done with the Breakfast Club days, where it's like, are you a fucking nerd? You like Star Wars? Yeah, everyone likes Star Wars. Okay, everyone likes Star Wars. I mean, I like Star Wars. Some people like it more than others. Uh, sure, yeah, there's some people that don't, but you know what I mean, like, there's different levels to people that like certain things, like, I would say I like the Marvel stuff more than Star Wars, doesn't mean I don't like Star Wars, it's just, it one's more than the other, but that, this whole era of, like, you liking nerdy shit, and you're a loser for it, it's like, okay, we're done, we're done here, like, uh, can we move on, is this, like, 1982, what's going on here, so, 
There's that. It's like the same people that I, I don't know if they do it anymore. I would like to think it doesn't happen. But when you would have like the people doing like snarky interviews at Comic-Con and basically every question they ask is like, why are you still a virgin to someone in cosplay? And it's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, this guy wanted to dress up as a Jedi. He's at Comic-Con. What did you expect? What did you expect? So, anyways, um, yeah, so this guy, he would really cry a lot while he was watching these Star Wars trailers. And, you know, at first I was all, I was all defending him. I was like, yeah, man, leave this guy alone. Like, he's obviously passionate about this, you know. Um, I don't know if there was ever a trailer that really made me cry, um, I know that I had, no, I, I've had trailers that made me tear up for sure. Definitely for sure. Like it, there's just, that's a whole nother story. Like there is an art form to cutting trailers and the music you choose. And it's just, oh man, I, I would love to like sit down with an editor who like does big movie trailers and like get into their mind and figure out what they do and why they make these decisions um and the music that gets you know placed in it all this stuff like there there are some movie trailers that i'm a huge fan of but the movies weren't that great uh like uh one of my favorite trailers ever is the terminator salvation trailer there's just there's like so much intensity action and emotion in one trailer it sold me the movie itself it felt uh, it was nowhere near what the trailer was selling me but man that trailer was amazing another trailer i really love and it might be because of m83 but the trailer to cloud atlas i really loved i also like the movie too um that trailer is like five minutes long and uh i loved it it's just such a it's just such a beautifully cut together trailer uh I, I remember when Cloud Atlas was coming out, I was watching that trailer over and over and over again. And, um, you know, it opened the door to my fandom for M83 and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a trailer can move you. can move you to tears. It really can. So, yeah, trying to finish the story with this guy. So, I was on his side at the beginning. It was like, leave this guy alone. He likes Star Wars. Who cares if it makes him cry? So what? Um... And that was fine. But then I started watching other videos he did of Star Wars. And it, it, it made me like, I don't know, go, hmm. And I, I, I started to question if he was being genuine or not. It's hard to say because he is bawling his eyes out. And um, I like to say, if in the end I had to make the decision, I would say he's still being genuine. But he'll watch a new trailer and the opening shot, it'll, or it'll just be the Lucasfilm logo, and then an opening shot of, like, grass, and he will already be in tears. And that's the part, I that just must be a buildup of excitement that he can't, like, handle. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. I'm like, I don't, I, I something has to trigger me to, like, get those emotions. And, it, but you know, in his case, it could very well just be, you know, I am so freaking stoked for this Star Wars thing that, um, that it's been a buildup probably since he heard when the trailer's dropping, it's been this buildup. And then finally he presses the play button and then boom, uh, you know, the tears just fall out. So that's the only thing I could think of that would trigger that response. But 
I kind of got off track. But the reason why I brought up trailer reactions at all is I started um, I started doing like trailer reaction parodies, which I haven't seen before. And I don't know if the jokes are hitting. I'll be honest. Um, I had fun making them, but it doesn't seem like people. Uh, I think most people are like, oh, "This is boring," because <laughs> I was uh, at first I was doing like audio only uh, movie trailer reactions where it was just my voice, and then I'd cut the trailer all all weird over the audio, and that was fun, and people seemed to react well to that. But then I started doing like on camera trailer reactions, and it was mostly like me uh like for instance i did a, i did one for endgame and like i think like a month after it came out the trailer dropped um and it was mostly like it was me about to watch the trailer being all excited and then i get distracted and i miss like half the trailer and then i come back and i'm like oh i don't get what's happening this movie doesn't look that good and that was kind of the joke that was the joke and I started doing other ones like that. Not the same not the same idea where I'd get distracted, but there's one where I just fall out of frame and and I I I guess the joke is kind of I, I this is a guy who's trying to make a trailer reaction and is just really bad at making YouTube videos, which ironically might be exactly the the person I was um in real life. So yeah, I I've been trying to figure out you know, jokes that land and jokes that don't, and having to be honest with myself, like, there's a, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, about a sketch that I found was weird, and um, I've been getting, like, some interesting reactions from people, and yeah, just trying to discover, you know, d does does any of this work, and what jokes work, and what jokes don't, and I don't know, I guess building myself up as a better comedy writer, because most of what I tend to write have been um, drama as of late. So, and but I love comedy, and uh, but man, it's hard to write comedy. It really is. It's really hard to write comedy, and especially sketch form, because you got to make it quick. It's got to be a super well-contained, dense thing. So... Yeah, it's 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 been interesting, but I think the the number one thing you have to remember is, is it, when you're writing is you have to be open-minded to critiques and notes, which is something that kind of took a while to get used to cuz I I don't think any writer gets used to critiques. Um I I don't I think you get I think you get used to it, but I don't think it ever just you know, there's something about you writing something and that you're proud of and then someone says, "Yeah, I don't think this works." And yeah, that that that's something that you are to expect at times, but it it depends on how you go about it, how you react to it. So you could get all defensive about it and kind of yell back and be like, "No, this is important. You just don't understand." Or you could be like, "Damn, that really sucks cuz I love that scene, but you want to take it out." Okay, fine. Why do you want to take it out? And then we talk about it. And and it doesn't mean that just because you get a note that you have to take out a scene you like means you have to listen to it. But it's good to engage in that conversation of like, okay, well, why? Why is that? Oh, well, because of this, this, and that. I don't think this is needed. And then if you still feel strongly, you can, you know, respond and be like, well, this is kind of what I was going for. And maybe at the end of the day, you realize, okay, maybe the, the point I was trying to make wasn't clear enough. So, so the scene does matter now. It, it it's it's just not to turn on that defensive mode right out of the gate. That that's the biggest thing. 
So, um, that's kind of uh, what I'm preparing myself for when you know I write a first draft because you know anytime you send out a first draft, it's uh, it's going to be a rough one when you get notes back. Um, there's just going to be a lot of work to do. Um, so, and then. Uh, and then sometimes you get some really big rewrites. Like I, I remember I had this one pilot and I sent it to a really good friend. Uh, he's a TV writer and sent him a pilot and he really liked it, but he made this decision or he made, he made this suggestion that changed basically the whole pilot. And what sucked was it was such a good suggestion I was like, ah, I can't ignore this. I have to add it. So it became a huge rewrite. But man, in the end, uh, it was great. I mean, it really made the pilot super good, um, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's that's really it. Just finding what finding what sticks, finding what what's good, what's bad, and and trying to learn from people that you respect. You know, you, I feel like you have to find the right people to send your stuff out to. You can't just send it out to anyone um, because, you know, you, 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 if you just send it to a random person that you think is just a good writer um, and they don't... The, the thing is, you have to find someone, I feel like, that will just not have a bias. Um, they don't feel like, oh, shit, I have to say something if... You know, I have to give a lot of notes so that they seem like I know what the hell I'm talking about. But also at the same time, you don't want that friend that just thinks everything you write is great. So it's like finding those right people. And it might take years to find. And, you know, in this, at least in L.A., you know, you run into so many different creative people. But finding those right people that are like, okay, I'm going to read your script. I'm going to be completely unbiased. And uh, I'm going to give you the best notes I can. And, and you know, and, and also someone that you think that you could talk to about it after. So yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the least fun part of the writing process. Uh, right now it's, uh, I, I've been using a, a brand new system of, of, um, of breaking down my story. It's, it's kind of, um, if anyone hasn't looked into it, it's kind of the Trey Parker, Matt Stone way of writing where, all your ideas kind of have to connect to each other, um, and you ask the questions, um, but and therefore. I guess therefore is not really a question, but um, but's not really a question either. Ha! I'm a writer, but um, basically it's saying like this character is introduced and does this thing, but this ends up happening. Therefore, the result is this happens, but then this happens therefore this happens and it really like makes your story flow and uh i think like the first draft of my breakdown i wrote that so fast and it was it was kind of scary because i'm like i i don't i don't really like it when i write things too fast because if it flows too well i'm like i feel like i'm missing something here so i kind of like to take my time and pace myself and uh yeah, so I'm hoping that this works out. I, I've tried different other writing uh, processes before, and uh, there was one I used called, uh, it was like called, oh, I'm so, I totally forgot. It was like called Story, Story, 
I don't know. Uh, it, but basically, the breakdown, the way they went about it was they used like a circle. They used like a wheel system, and you would have like your axe on on the wheel. And the idea of it was if you kind of hit a roadblock and you don't know what's supposed to happen, you you're supposed to look at the opposite side of the wheel and see what you wrote and then whatever's on the opposite side of the wheel that should be the of what like like let's say you write some of it and then like a i don't know um a guy gives a present to someone and then you you get to a later act and you don't know what to write well you look at the opposite and you're like oh this guy gave something to someone maybe someone should get something stolen it's it's just you know it's it's not obviously it's obviously not like an absolute correct answer but it it was i think it was designed in a way where it's supposed to at least help you along um any way to kind of like beat the writer's block you know because that's always super frustrating but i i liked it for what it was but it uh, at the end of the day it didn't suit me as well as kind of the system i'm using now and i'm always open to new ones i i love hearing um different kind of like breakdown techniques because it's kind of like playing a magic trick on storytelling, you know, that that's always super fun and finding creative ways to make the process easier. Uh, so I, I'm, all, I'm always all about that. Um, if you got if you took a look at my breakdown that I have, it's like super colorful. It's it's it looks like a fun, a fun old time instead of just black and white you know, a uh, word doc that's just boring and you hate to look at it. This is like, it looks like a party. So, um, I think I'm going to stick to this for now and see how this goes. But hey, if the pilot ends up sucking ass, then maybe it wasn't the best uh, breakdown technique there is. So, um, or I'm just a terrible writer, whichever works. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, that's it. Just wanted to make a, a little, uh, a little podcast for you. Um, also, uh, if you, to uh, any uh, listeners listening, uh, feel free to reach out and ask uh, any questions. If you have a question you want me to answer on the podcast, I'm down. Um, I am not by any means a, a, a guru of knowledge, but it sets kind of the point. So feel free to ask uh, me anything. And, um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, um, I said all the happy holidays on last episode. It's not even like near Christmas, and I'm saying, ha- you know, I, I, last episode I was saying happy holidays like 17 times. Um, so I'm just gonna say, hey, have a good day today, okay? It's beautiful outside in Los Angeles anyway. Can't speak for anywhere else. Um, just have a good day, okay? It's not that hard. Just look up an Instagram influencer and feel inspired. Read a quote. Listen to music. You know, like and subscribe, all that stuff. And uh, I'll talk to you later. See ya.